Hello and welcome to episode two of the Busking Podcast with me, Donna. Welcome back, which is nice to say, because we've got past the first episode. And just want to say thank you so much to everybody who reached out. So many musicians, songwriter friends reaching out saying what I said like resonated with them and so many people saying I actually really enjoyed that <laughs> which is funny it's like because maybe they didn't expect to enjoy it so that's lovely and yeah I, I don't know if <laughs> my missus actually said to me I like listening to you speak <laughs> which is like well I hope you fucking do at this stage right <laughs> what are you doing beside me if you don't like the way I speak anybody else is that a turn off for them because if I can't listen to someone speak or someone laugh, then I'm out the gap. And I would assume that anybody that does not like my voice or uh, doesn't like my laugh would be running for Keeper Hill. Um, but anyway, that was a good insight to get from my girlfriend. <laughs> After two and a half years. Um, but yeah... <laughs> Imagine someone putting up with you, hating your voice for two and a half years. But anyway, yeah, so that's great. That's good feedback. That's the best feedback, best compliment I could ever get. Yeah, so, and I got people, you know, I got friends and just people that just know me from social media and from busking and from music, you know, that have nothing to do with the industry saying, oh, uh, that was really good, really enjoyed the insight of what it's like to make music and what it's like to actually work in the music industry from your perspective so thank you all so much we got in some sort of chart i have no idea how legit it is i got an email from some guy saying you're number one in music and music commentary and number four in general music podcasts in ireland and i was like okay he's trying to sell me some sort of subscription to track this which he was but then i went and googled it myself and i don't know if there there must be like you know official charts they will just on downloads they'll change every every hour i would imagine it looked like some of them changed very quickly and some of them didn't and i found one where the busking podcast was number one along with like um popcast and switched on pop yeah so i found one chart where we were number one the busking podcast was number one and then you know some of my favorite podcasts switched on pop i listened to every week and that was like number 10 in that chart so it was amazing to see it up there with some of my favorite podcasts. Like I'm I'm doing this just because it's something I've always wanted to do. It's not for any sort of recognition or accolades. It's just I love the music industry and I love talking about making music and I love talking about creativity and how how you get yourself in the practice and the mindset of making music and making the content around music and then I love talking about like major labels versus independent creation and how the industry has just flipped on its head from even like 2010 2011 when you think about it like YouTube being the dominant force and you know then Vine like making Shawn Mendes and then we moved to Instagram some people mastered that and then TikTok has absolutely flipped everything on its head again and I'm sure in the next while we're going to see far more things flip on their head in the music industry and I love that 
and I know it can be hard like I do get bogged down sometimes I feel like I'm just making videos and I've no time to make music or whatever but that's why I wanted to make the podcast so I could just sit down and talk about this stuff and start conversations with my peers and with people that never make music and be really honest about how amazing that is how sometimes it's so difficult how sometimes it seems like it's the easiest thing in the world and those are the waves and the emotions you ride and i can't believe the amount of people that have reached out and the amount of conversations that i have had in the last week it's been one of the most fulfilling things i've ever done so i look forward to making many more episodes and i was absolutely biting at the bit to get in here and record this today so um Again, thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart for anyone who reached out, anyone who listened. And I hope um, you can take something from the podcast. Today's episode is called Hurry Up and Wait, which it feels like that can be all you do sometimes in the music industry. You're waiting for a song to release. You're waiting for a gig to happen. And then there's just a whirlwind of a couple of hours where it all happens and I feel like the work in this industry is all leading up to that. All the hard part of it is the waiting. Because I, I love recording. I can go in, time will fly while I'm recording. I barely feel like it happens. I love writing. Same thing. Even if the song is bad, time just flies. I'm at a part now, today, I especially if it's on my mind all day, like I'm, uh, I'm waiting for vocals to come back for a track and... And then you're waiting on like kind of ticket links to be verified so you can put shows on sale and stuff like that. And I suppose it just it feels like you're waiting forever when it's out of your hands. And then when it's in your hands. It's like the time just goes, you know, it's like it never it's like, oh, right now it's my time to do something and then it's done and then it's into someone else's hands again. Or probably the hardest part is the lull when you have nothing going on too maybe so and maybe that's why you get good at making music because you, you can't handle having nothing going on so you're just constantly whirling out ideas and concepts in your head maybe that's why this podcast will be great for me you know because in i like to call it in the in-between i can sit here and think about these things out loud and other people then can be like oh he feels like that too when he's waiting for music to come back or he feels like that too when he's waiting for a ticket link to come back or he feels like that too when he's waiting for artwork to come you know there's so many things in music i mean you might be waiting on a master to come back from a mastering engineer and then you have to show it to your mixing engineer and they're like no it needs to be more poppy needs needs more of that high-end shine so then you send it back to the mastering engineer and you're waiting another five six days that part kills me man it absolutely you know oh hurry up and send off that file so you can wait seven weeks i i got um an amazing mastering engineer to be fair to do um to do my song iliad and like we we booked it in now i knew i wanted to release the song in the autumn so that was great but we booked the mastering session in june to get mastered or in may yeah in may to get 
for the song to get mastered in August. So that's a four months of like, you're you have this song ready, but you're not going to master it till August. And I was like, oh, I just want to get the song out, but I knew I was waiting, so fair enough. But I can only imagine what it's like being in a major label system. I've heard Lewis Capaldi talk about it. He called his album divinely uninspired to a hellish extent because he just hates like that whole process of the hurry up and wait. The whole, okay, let's do, what was the thing? Let's do a hundred vocal takes just to be careful. And we're going to use the very first vocal take that we did. And I really appreciate that about independent stuff. To be fair, I've been working on a song for a lot of this year and um, I've brought it to a guy now and I mean, the the day I brought it to him, he had, he had turned around and we had like a really, really strong demo to work on. So, and it, it's, it's, it's a really important song to me. Um, and it's, you know, got, it's the biggest collaboration I've ever done. I think it's it's the first collaboration I've done, but it's it's with someone I really respect and love working with, and we wrote the song together. So I'm okay. That's the other side of it too. Like when you're in these moments of waiting, you put the song first, and if the song isn't ready sonically, then that's okay. Then the deadline can be pushed because the most important thing is getting the song right. But I definitely am in that place at the moment where I'm like, ah, I want it done. I need it done. But look, this week will do a lot. Look, if anybody else has been in that position and you can give me any advice on what to do when things are like this, uh, very welcome. Like I, I suppose I see guys in hip hop just absolutely banging out tracks they can be incredibly fast in the hip hop world. And like the guys I look up to, Connor Price, Nick D, those guys have their process. Just they can probably do a song in a day and have it ready to release the day the next day. They seem to have the process really refined. So that's where I am now at the moment. I'm really trying to get this process refined and have my demo process well done to a place, you know, I, I what I usually do is I sit here where we're doing this podcast. And I will have a demo ready to go. Like I'll, I'll produce out to the best of my ability the song and the structure of the song. And then I'll usually send it to a producer that I work with. And that producer is usually a mix engineer. You find producers in Ireland are usually end up being your mix engineer as well. And then we go from there to master. At least now I can work on refining that process and having the team in place. Because it's better to take longer and have the song sound great than... You know, do it all yourself and the song sounds average. I've been there, I've done that. I did that with every day, did that with my heart, my soul. And you know, I'm proud of the work that the songs did and they got my releasing up and more consistent, but then it was time to go, right, I need to up this production quality. So it's good enough to bring to radio or just good enough for me to stand there in ten years and go, Yeah, I'm really proud of that song. That's what you have to ask yourself really. So that's what I'm doing. I'm refining that process. And hopefully each time it will get quicker and quicker where it gets to a place where I can release if I could. I'd love to be in a place where I could write and record a song maybe over one, two days and I'll produce out a good demo and then get the song back mixed within another two days. So maybe if you wanted to, you could record 
mix, master, release within a week. That's the aim. That's what I'd love to be able to do. Now, even two weeks would be crazy. I'd say at the moment I'm kind of on a six-week cycle where I and I I wouldn't be on that six-week cycle if I didn't do acoustic versions of my songs. So that's kind of keeping my Spotify profile relevant and rolling over and it's not like I'm just releasing once a year or twice a year. Yeah, so that's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming for being able to at some stage release every week. Not that I I don't think I'll ever do the weekly release strategy because I just I love having time to promote songs and make loads of content around one song. But I'd like to get to a place where you could have you know 40 50 songs backed up and you're looking at the next two years and you're like okay i can release this 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 because i mean the stat that is out there is it takes 32 songs released for an artist to break which is insane and i'm an independent so i don't have that big budget behind me so what i need to be doing is kind of getting songs out there constantly connecting constantly upping my game with making content and videos and then when something lands i have 20 30 songs behind me that i can just keep you know just say one song hits cool i can drop an album and that i suppose that's the russ method really that's that's kind of what he figured out through doing soundcloud releases he was i think he was releasing like uh, mixtapes the whole time and then he noticed like one song from every mixtape was taken off the very first song so then he started releasing singles and then one of the singles really took off and he dropped an album the next day genius and his process like he produces all his own tunes i think russ can bang out finished tunes like one or two a day which is insane imagine you could like finish two songs a day finish mastered ready to release so that's and that's like you see that in hip-hop it's incredible okay i think you can gather something from that that it's all about refining the process of making music and making this hurry up and wait thing just squashed to where you can turn things around incredibly fast. And that will probably take me learning a lot more production and being way more on my game mixing wise. But I feel like I can speak the language now with whoever I'm working with that we can get to a place fast, especially with um, Philly, who I'm working with now. It's just, it's a lot easier of a process. I hope you uh, got something from that whole podcast. I hope you <laughs> thoroughly understand the statement, hurry up and wait now. And just let me know if, if, if you feel like that. Or even if it's not to do with music, I'm sure there's so many cases where, I'm sure in any industry, like you're you're the seller and you're kind of waiting on the supplier to get your product out. So anyone that that resonates with, please any advice give me a shout i think i'm getting better with it and i think the podcast is going to help me so much with like that whole part of it from my music and stuff just thought of music it's in the it'll be in the show notes check it out there and um, again thank you all so much for the kind words and i i hope you enjoy this perspective of making music and the positives and the negatives that come with anything in life I hope you can take something away from this. Thank you all so much. Peace. I'll be making mine While you sit and wonder Saying how did you do it